Hey Ryan, what's up? What's going on? Not much. Should we start this? Yeah, let's get, get to it. Cool. All right. Sweet transition music. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to the It's Too Wordy comic book. Comic book. Oh, my. My language has had a problem again, Nick. It's right. fine. Welcome, everybody, to the It's Too Wordy comic book podcast, where a couple of buddies talk about comics from their childhood and today. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. All right. And today we have... G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, 277, and Crisis on Infinite Earths. Are we on six now? We're on five. 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 I read the right issue, just they don't have the issue numbers on it. So, <laughs> right. Like, uh, what number is this? Where do we want to start? Let's do G.I. Joe. All right. <clears throat> so... Okay. So I would just want to say something like uh, a while back, you wanted a series of GI Joes that focused on non-traditional Joes. Yep. And this seems like this is where this is going. The, the roll call series or the untold tales of just random Joes and Cobras. Yeah. I think this is second or second book of it. Um, and I'm loving it. Uh, I would like to think that somebody out there listened to the, our podcast and heard me rant and rave about it. I know Kirk found it very amusing how upset <laughs> I got about it. Enough Duke. <laughs> when IDW came out with that standard GI Joe series and it's like the same four people, it's like, seriously, you have this massive team you could do anything with. It's the same four people. Yeah. So these untold tales, I'm loving it. Um, I've been loving the, uh, you know, they just got done with a big, uh, I think it was called Snake in the Grass storyline. There's Snake Eyes storyline. was, I think that was like a 12-issue run. That was really good. Uh, yeah, I focused a lot on Snake Eyes but they brought in so many other characters that you're like, Oh yeah, they are a part of this universe too, because they, you hadn't seen them in so long. Um, and these untolds, I'm trying to remember who was in the last one. I want to say it was stalker was the last one. Um, today we got law and order. Um, what do you think? I've been reading this from the very beginning. So I'm obviously a fan you don't Dude, read I this like nearly this. as much. Yeah, I like this a lot. I I was never a big fan of Law and Order as the toys. Right. But this is actually, I think, the first time I've ever actually read anything with Law and Order in it. I mean, he was in a, a couple cartoons, yeah. but he did wasn't really a main focus of any of them. You know, even Clutch um, got his own own like two episode series. Yeah. And I can't remember Law and Order ever having much more than like three things to say in an episode. Uh, the biggest role they had was in the G.I. Joe the movie. Yep. And that was really it. 
Um, you never see him really a whole lot in the comic. Um, I love how it's just kind of going back to its roots because they're at the end of the Marvel run. It was, okay, now we're making G.I. Joe Ecto Warriors. So now you got to create this team. We're Tiger Force. Just paint them up in tiger colors and, you know, <laughs> space and ninja force. It's like, oh, for Pete's sake. We're just going to take the same the... characters you had as kids and we're just going to paint them different colors. Oh, yeah. We're going to take the vehicles that you love and we're going to give them tiger stripes. Oh, you know, I think the only thing that they did that I actually really enjoyed that kind of branched off of that was taking Destro and turning having his own... The Iron Grenadier Destro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Having his own little militia. After that, they just went nuts. I didn't care that there was a, a space story. You had the big spaceship out there. Great. There's a space story. But to create a whole team of Joes that fight in space, it's not needed. <laughs> well, they had to put Maverick in there somehow. Yeah, I guess. So let's put Maverick in space. I want to see one of these untolds about Tollbooth, the bridge layer guy. Yeah, what's he going to do? I always thought he was kind of an interesting character. I don't know. <laughs> He's just going to... Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm uh, laying a bridge. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he was really good at giving commands out on the field to help maneuver the armory to protect him and also uh, do its best job of protecting what they were there to protect as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, but, they had a giant shield, so yeah, he was going to get hurt. <laughs> that is true. Um, you know, the one thing I'd probably say I did not care about with this is after the Snake Eyes storyline, uh, that artist went away. Um, I think these are all like one-off artists. I, again, we're only two issues into this Untold Tales. So I, I'm blanking uh, if it's the same one or not. But I'm not overly excited about the art in it. And I think it's just because I got so used to the last guy. I think his late name was Galante or something like that. And um, I will say that order sometimes looks like a corgi. Uh huh. And it's like, that is not a German shepherd. Have you ever seen a German shepherd? Their back legs aren't that long. Like there's this there. Okay. One, two, three, four, page four in the middle where he's looking at the grate. Yep. German shepherds have short back legs and a hunched back. This dog has really long back legs and his back goes up. Granted, it's, it's supposed like to look kangaroo. like Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to look like perspective, but that's not how a German shepherd looks. Yeah. Um, you know, even on the second page with uh Timber. Right. And we'll, he's coming out of the dark. I'm like, mm. Is that a wolf? <laughs> right? Like right. maybe it could be. Um but the bottom but, you know, the bottom of that page, like wow. Um I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to be. 
I know it's supposed to be two dogs, right? Because a wolf and like, a dog, but it's just it's like a cubist artist yes. got a hold of it and just was like, "We're gonna make this dog look like a cube." That, okay, that's why I was trying to figure, or what I wanted to say is it was very square, blockish. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing I wish they would have done was identify these characters. For example, like we see Snake Eyes, Scarlet, and if you weren't paying attention real closely, you think it's Flint. It's Falcon. It's Falcon. Yep. Um, you know, Snake Eyes, Scarlet. Yeah. When's the last time you saw Falcon? Besides when Don Johnson Joe played movie. him. Yeah, when Don Johnson played him. <laughs> if you're going to bring back an old character, and again, I'm not complaining, but if you're going to bring back a character that we haven't seen in a while, you know, just kind of... Even, you know, some books used to kind of, on the front, inside front cover, go, here's the players. And show you who's all involved. Mm-hmm. You know, even do something like that, maybe. Uh, for me, not a big deal. But for somebody that hasn't read this and they're trying it out for the first time, who's that supposed to be? You know. Um, oh, I, I just love this series. It is amazing. Uh, I was so excited when IDW brought it back at issue 156 and a half on Free Comic Book Day. Um, I've got all the trades of the original. I mean, it's it's outside of Green Lantern. This is probably my favorite series. Um, it has its ups and downs, just like Green Lantern does. But this is just, I've really, really enjoyed it. And I was really glad we got to do an issue of this. Um. Because it's kind of cool to see how Law and Order work together and why they're such a great team and the logic in it. And then mm-hmm. they advertise for the next one. So stoked. Snow job. Yeah, I know, right? That was one of the what you were talking about. Like, I want to see a story about Snow Job. And I was like, ha, there it is. I love it. I love it. Oh, can't wait. I almost wish this is bi-weekly at this point with these untold <laughs> stories pulling in characters that nobody's seen in how long. Uh, I'm so grateful for this. Good stuff. The other cool thing is like the the villains they bring in here is like some of them that you've were kind of just like random toys in the aisle that you probably wouldn't have bought. Right. You know, you got like the, the Toxa Viper and the, uh, the Night Viper. Mm-hmm. Did they ever make a toy for the Night Viper? I can't remember. They did. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, I have a Toxo Viper, and I absolutely love that toy. Sophie has somehow misplaced all my G.I. Joes, but his mask is in this room. He's such an ugly toy, too. Well, the Night Viper, making sure I'm just confirming I'm thinking of the right one. Hold on one second. So I remember the toy, but I'm just confirming 
I'm remembering right, he one of the Night Vipers got um, became their Night Vipers became very deadly because they took out like all the Joes on Cobra Island, just wiped them out. No, that was a Saw Viper. That's what it was. Never mind. Way back in the Marvel days. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's good stuff. And they, they're using, you know, they have all those Vipers and everything. There's no major main Cobra villain. It's just these, you know, Vipers working together, getting instruction. But it's not, oh, Sartan escaped again. Or there goes Cobra Commander, whatever, right? Right. I think that's what I'm liking about this, is they're going so far, they're pulling away so much from the core and using some of these other characters that just don't get that much attention. There was one part in here where I was like, what the hell's going on? Right? So the... The Toxaviper and the Techno Viper are bringing in nerve gas underneath the pit, right? And they're going to release it. And that's what. So there was this huge battle before this, and they just they cleared out all the Cobras from the pit. And Law and Order are going through and making sure they're doing a sweep and making sure that there's none left. And they come across. The Night Vipers, the Techno Viper, and the Toxa Viper planting detonators and nerve gas throughout the, the sub basements or whatever, the service corridors. And somebody fires a gun, right? So Law shoots the Techno Viper. In the chest, the tech or the the Toxo Viper like raises his gun and fires it and shoots the canister, right? And it goes off. And then three panels of nothing but swooshing green aerosol. And then you see a muddled picture of a dude in a Toxo Viper helmet. And a brown thing across his back with a Techno Viper helmet on. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who is this? Where the Techno Viper, Toxo Viper lived? Right? And then I'm like, good thing that Toxo Viper had a big head as big as mine. Now, where, okay. It took me a while to figure out that that is a dog in a helmet. <laughs> also, it took me a while to discern that that is Law's uniform. And not the same thing that see the 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 jacket that Law wears is blue, and the chest piece for the Toxa Viper is blue. So it looks like the Toxa Viper is carrying a dog with a Techno Viper helmet on. And then you're like, oh my god, it's not, it's Law. It's like sometimes the art in this gets really funky. Yeah. Like, okay, you, you got me for like three panels where I had no idea what was going on. Right. Yeah. I did the same thing on those panels. I'm like, wait, what? 
Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> How? Okay, okay, yeah, you you can hold your breath against a nerve agent because that's not going to go in your nose at anything at all. And by the time you get to the Toxaviper, that does not seem like he got He wasn't shot. He's not dead. He just got he got attacked by a dog. The Techno Viper beats order off of him. Lost shoots the Techno Viper. Viper Toxo Viper picks up the gun, fires it. He's still alive, but somehow Law gets his helmet off. Yeah. What? In a bunch of nerve agent? Like, uh, Larry, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this part right here? We love you, Larry Hama. But that part, it would have been awesome if you would have just killed Law in order right there. Oh. <laughs> just, you you killed Snake Eyes too, so it should be it should be like a, a Game of Thrones where you don't know who's going to live or who's going to die. <laughs> well, of course you know who's going to live. It's going to be Scarlet and Duke, and <laughs> the same four that always live. And then... Right. But yeah, that part that part was the only downer for me. I love that book. Just that part. Whereas, like, okay, now you stretched a little bit because that tech or Toxo Viper did not get hit, did not get hurt. He's still, he has a helmet on where he can probably see through that cloud of gas. Right. A dude with no, nothing on his face is not going to come up near him. You know, if they're going to do the untold stories, though, I, you know what I really want to see? I want to see Battle Force 2000. Oh, yeah. They really had no impact in the comic. No, nope. they absolutely had no impact in the cartoon. But that the toys for those were so cool. Outside of the fact that you had to buy the characters separate from the <laughs> the, the uh, vehicles. Yeah, but you can take all the vehicles and you put them in together, and they form this big battle station thing. <laughs> I like. Please do something with that. Do an untold. I mean, since it's untold stories, you're going back and telling stories about the past. They could have been alive at some point before you killed them off. Yeah. Right? I'd love that. Okay. Or Sorry. you could do a, just a story about a bat. Maybe a silent issue. <laughs> just a bat. What's this battle android trooper going to do? I don't know. I think he's going to fire on somebody. Oh. Um, that'd be really funny if they just were like, here's a character that does not talk, who has absolutely no personality. <laughs> Goes into a diner. Just right. Sits there. <laughs> just totally sile on him. Just program the bat to think he's a human. <laughs> oh. He gets a job at, he gets a job at like the Springfield McDonald's. Car wash attendant. Yep. <laughs> oh. You know, or even do a re like a retire. Because you know some of these Joes have probably retired. You know. 
do some do something where a few of them retire or something. Right. I don't know. Just like some of the original I'm, ones, like rock and roll. Oh yeah. One of the guys like from the beginning, like when the toys had like no names. When it was just like Zap. mechanic. Yeah. Infantry. <laughs> oh <laughs> infantry retired. <laughs> like that nerdy toy, like the first one, he, I think he had like black hair and he had this snooty look on his face. Like I remember this Zap. toy really well. Yeah. He was just oh. he had a snooty look. Like that would be a great one to do. Do yeah. Make him a complete jerk. Because that's what yeah. he looks like. Let's see, is Rock and Roll Zap, Grunt, Grand Slam, Clutch, and Scarlet, I think. Yeah, Zap looks like he's probably a real big fan of Devo. <laughs> he just does. He, his, his favorite movie is Return of the uh, Revenge of the Nerds, and his favorite band is Devo. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it, it's always bugged me ever since I got him when I was like seven. Or maybe five. I don't remember how old I was when I got him, but... Yeah. <laughs> he just always looked like the nerdy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, okay, we haven't done this in a while. So, what do you give this issue? Oh, what, out of five. Out of five. Should we should we change it up? See, I don't want to. I don't want to be. I've listened to a lot of comic podcasts, and every one of them has. You know, we're not going to do one out of five stars. We're going to do one out of five something else. I don't know. What do you you, you want to do something like that? You want to be like, hey, we're gonna do one out of five bananas. Some I don't know. <laughs> it's like everybody does stars. People do right, right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, we can certainly do something like that. Um we could do your favorite one out of five power rings. All right, one out of five power rings. That works. Um I love the fact that it's going over characters right now that it's going over characters that don't get any respect or love. The art there is taking something away. Um, I would say three and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. The story's great. The art is questionable. The cover is ugly. Well, which one cover did you get? Cover A. See, and I got cover B. Cover A is ugly as hell. Yeah. And that's why I kind of grabbed cover B, because I thought cover B was good looking. And then the... Uh, I want to order the uh, the Baroness variant. <laughs> but it's 25 bucks, And I'm like, I don't know if I can spend 25 bucks for this issue. <laughs> She doesn't make an appearance. No. Um, There's a Scarlet and a Baroness cover. Working out. Yep. Yeah. No, you know, this book for me, 
almost on a monthly basis is one that I just look forward to. Um, again, it just goes back to the childhood. That art just took something away. I mean, if the we if the art if I bypass the art, I would say this was easily four four and a quarter. Mm-hmm. But that art just and again, I'm so used to the previous guy that I'm going to be curious to see if you know he sticks around. Maybe I start enjoying his art because I didn't like him when he first started either, and then I really liked his stuff. Obviously, you switch over to another guy, then you're adjusting to that art style again. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But what happened to Toxo Viper? I just want to know how did how do you get the helmet off? Because if it's a sealed helmet, you're not just going to yank that off. Well, he also right. had a big hole in his chest. <laughs> did he? That was Techno Viper. That guy. Yeah. No, if you look on. Oh right, he did. He got shot in the chest. Early on. Excuse me. Yeah, early on. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, he probably didn't make it. He. Yeah. He probably got that gas in there somehow. Probably right through that <laughs> hole. Right. Suction it right in. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we picked that. That was good. I like that one. There's All 23 right. volumes. Uh huh. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll be holding off on that. Oh, buy it, buy it slowly. Well, right before they switched over to IDW, or no, they after they switched over to IDW, Marvel was still publishing the trades of the series, right? Right. And they got up to. She's, I want to say trade number eight. And I remember going in to Krypton before I worked there. And I'm like, when's this next trade coming out? And I remember Dean looking, Dean's the owner. He looks it up. He's like, uh, who knows? And I got so mad at him. Like it was his fault. <laughs> that he wasn't publishing this. Um, How dare you? Not IDW, well, IDW took it over, and bam, I started grabbing them. And the funny thing is, Marvel's version is about a half of an inch shorter than IDW's version. And then IDW took over and republished all of them again, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, it's 28 books, but if you, oh, it's just so good. I mean, how I think there's only been two issues, if that. I know for sure there's one, maybe two, where Larry did not write it. Yeah. You kind of forget how violent it is, too. Oh, yeah. You know, because when I had an issue where Zartan shoots Serpentor in the eye with an arrow. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa. This never happens that, on the cartoon. That was right after uh, Saw Viper killed Quick Kick and uh, Doc and all those guys. Isn't that same story storyline? 
I know exactly what issue you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. All Good right. stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, then we take it over to Crisis of Infinite Earths, which is not nearly as exciting. Um, no. <laughs> issue five. Hey, you want me to just do a, a, a loadout, like a rundown of all the characters that appear in here? Absolutely. All right. So sit back, get a beer. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> all right. So from the All-Star Squadron, we have Amazing Man, Adam, Dr. Fate, Firebrand, Flash, Green Lantern, Hawk Girl, Hawkman, and then Johnny Thunder, Liberty Bell, Power Girl, who this major storyline for Power Girl, not in here. Robin, Sargon, Shining Knight, Spectre, Superman, Tarantula, who has one of the greatest suits in all of comics, Thunderbolt, Wildcat, Water Woman, and Green Arrow. Then you have the Freedom Fighters, Black Condor, Doll Man, Human Bomb, Phantom Lady, Ray, and Uncle Sam. Then you have the Green Lantern Corps, Arisia, John Stewart, Katmatui, Tomari, and Chip. Infinity Inc., Brainwave Jr., Fury, Jade, Northwind, Nuplon, Obsidian, Silver Scarab, Star Spangled Kid. And then we get to Justice League of America and Justice League of Detroit, which was the crappiest version of the Justice League. Uh, Aquaman, Adam, Batman, Black Canary, Elongated Man, Firestorm, Flash, Green Arrow, Gypsy, Hawk, Hawkwoman, Martian Manhunter, Red Tornado, Steel, Superman, Vibe. Then we got Ryan's favorite, the Legion of Superheroes. Brainiac 5, Block, <laughs> Bouncing Boy, Chameleon Boy, Colossal Boy, Cosmic Boy, Dawnstar, Dream Girl, Duo Damsel, Element Lad, Invisible Kid, Lightning Lad, Lightning Lass, Monel, Phantom Girl, Saturn Girl, Shadow Lass, Shrinking Violet, Saturn, Star Boy, Sun Boy, Timberwolf, Ultra Boy, and Wildfire. Then the new, the new Teen Titans, Changeling, Cyborg, Jericho, Cole, Nightwing, Starfire, Wonder Woman, or Wonder Girl. And then you got the Outsiders, Black Lightning, Geoforce, Halo, Katana, Metamorpho. And some supporting characters. Oh, do I have enough oxygen for this? Adam Strange. <laughs> Air, Airwave, or Hal Jordan, but not Hal Jordan. It's Hal Jordan's other Hal Jordan. It, it's stupid. Okay. Because I, I, my brother is going to name his kid after me. My name is Hal Jordan, and now his kid is named Hal Jordan. Okay, so you got Alexander G Luther Jr., Amethyst, which is also one of Ryan's favorite characters, Aqua Girl, Aqualad, <laughs> Arion, Batlash, Batgirl, Black Orchid, Blue Devil, Buona Beast, Captain Comet, Chlorophyll Kid, Cinnamon, Creeper, Deadman, Dr. Light, Dolphin, Dove, Firehair, Firehawk, Fi Harbringer, Gem, Johnny Thunder, Jonah Hex, Johnny Thunder, Lady Quirk, Lori Lamaris, Monitor, Pariah, Phantom Stranger, Plastic Man, Polar Boy, which Polar Boy should be in the Legion of Superheroes, Ragman, Red Star, Robin, Scalp Hunter, Stripesy, Supergirl, Swamp Thing, Tomahawk, Warlord, Windfall, Blackhawk. So you have two Blackhawks, Andre and Stanislaus, The Challenges of the Unknown, Doom Patrol, Celsius and Robot Man, Easy Company, 
Yeah, Sergeant Rock, Bulldozer, Four Eyes, Jackie Johnson, Ice Cream Soldier, Sure sh Little Sure Shot, Round Round, Long Round, Short Round, Wild Man, Worry Wart, The Haunted Tank, Metal Men, Gold Iron, Lead, Mercury, Platinum, Tin, The Sea Devils, Biff, Dane, Judy, and Nikki, The Time Masters, Rip Hunter, Bonnie Baxter, Jeffrey Smith, Corky Baxter, and then you have the bad guys. Abracadabra, Alex, Alexi Luther, Anti-Monitor, Big Sur, Blockbuster, Brainstorm, Brother Blood, Captain Boomerang, Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Weather Wizard, Catwoman, Cheetah, Copperhead, Dr. Polaris, Killer Frost, Kung, Mist, Ocean Master, Penguin, Perdegaton, Plastique, Poison Ivy, Psycho Pirate, Ragdoll, Riddler, Samurai, Silver Swan, Sinestro, Solomon Grundy, Star Sapphire, Ultra Humanite, Vandal Savage, Vulcan, Brain, Monger Mala, Phobia, Plasmoth, Warp, Persuader, Tharok, Validus, Gizmo, Mammoth, Shimmer, Alana Strange. These are other characters of this. Alana Strange, Alfred Pennyworth, The Bear Tribe, Anthro, Embra, Lar, and Neon, The Guardians of the Universe, Commandy, Lana Lang, Lois Lane, Worth 1, Lana Lang, Earth 2, Prody 2, Winged Victory, Yolanda Montez, David Gerald, Embra, Gurks. Michelle Gerald, Peter Parker, Phyllis Gerald. Yes, Peter Parker is in this. <laughs> that's it. That's that's everybody. Whew. Did you say the Spectre? The Spectre. Did I miss the Spectre? I think I did. Yeah, he's in this, but he's not on this list. I was gonna say I remember seeing him in here, but I didn't remember hearing him. But Wait. you're you're listing him off pretty quick too, so I wasn't, yeah, wasn't sure if I missed something. Ugh, because he's behind the Phantom Stranger. Yep. Wow. So only a couple characters. Just a few. Nothing to keep track of. Just a few. <laughs> no. Golly. I was like, DC really loves their, uh, oh man, why can't I, uh, Black Orchid. They really love that character, and I think she's probably one of the worst characters in DC history. <laughs> not that I, not that I'm being, you know, I think Neil Gaiman probably did a really good thing for her, but she's just really dull. Kind of like Red Tornado. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we start off with Red Tornado and Psycho Pirate. Go. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Psycho Pirate trying to get control of or wanting his planet and not want. Just give me, give me, give me. Um, you know, anti monitors sit there going, shut up. I don't want to talk to you. Um, and then uh, Harbinger's alter ego uh, realizes she killed the monitor and was very upset about that. And the monitor. And there comes that that whole uh, "Hey, if you're if you're watching this, I'm dead" kind of thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> monitor being well prepared to uh, <laughs> for seeing this. Basically, he said, oh, they're crying good and well now. Let's go ahead and start the yep. video of, hey, if you're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Going through and saying, hey, this is all part of the plan. I knew it was going to happen. Don't worry. We got you covered. And a, I don't know, just turned 21, Alexander Luther shows up. Right. And a Ultron wannabe metal suit <laughs> is ugly. Yeah, it is. Um, he is clearly auditioning to take over the place of Goldface uh, for the uh, to fight Green Lantern. Oh, good gravy! Um, the Flash shows up, wants to know what's going on. Psycho Pirate's like, "Yeah, you're scared too now," and so now the Flash is scared. Yeah, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure Psycho Pirate didn't say you're going to be whiny now, right? <laughs> <clears throat> then we flash over to Lana Lang, who is reporting uh, space shuttles and airplanes, biplanes, and carriages are hanging out with a dinosaur. Um. And they just kind of chime jump across showing all these different things happening all at the same time where you have like an old uh, sea vessel a sea bo or a boat uh, right next to a submarine or a biplane right next to a spaceship or a pterodactyl next to a uh, Zeppelin, you know, and they're okay. showing. They, yes. they, have, they have a picture. Sorry. They have a picture of Sinestro where he's just like, whoa, right now. A Green Lantern probably would not be like, whoa. He's probably seen a lot more crazy crap in his life than a time distortion. Probably, but I mean, it's you not every day you see it. Like, in awe of what's going on. Well, but it's not every day you see a pterodactyl either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next to a Zeppelin and a Pilgrim. Yeah. I think there's going to be a little bit of a shock fact, just a slight one. But yeah, I mean, probably not as astonished as like a Sergeant Rock or whatever. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, and then we get into the dome of the monitor. And uh, this is where George Perez started cussing out Marv Wolfman um, because we have so many different heroes and villains showing up in this dome. It's clearly uh, bigger on the inside. It's like a TARDIS. Um, wow. And Harbinger is trying to explain, hey, you know, Monitor's dead. I killed him. Um I'm over it now. I'm sorry. It's my bad. Uh, but we need your help. And then while they're doing this explaining, they're, time, they're jumping to other places where Lois is interviewing somebody that was helping General Washington uh, cross the Delaware. And there's an alien there. And for whatever reason, they really, really like going back to the fact that Dr. Light does not speak English. 
I, there was no purpose for that panel. None. No, you just have to. They, yeah, they just want to be like, hey, remember, she's uh, Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're diversifying. And the creeper gets spooked by the uh, Phantom Stranger. I mean, there's just so much going on. Alexander Luther basically saying, our worlds are trying to merge. We got to stop it. Is what it boils down to. And we get the first meeting of Alan Scott meeting John Stewart. Um, some characters you know, that are brought up, like Adam Strange, some of the heroes knew who they were. Others had no idea who they were because they were from a different Earth. Um, it's just kind of going through the portion of merging uh, the two planets. Something you don't see every day outside of Evan Sir crash landing to Earth to hand over a ring to Hal Jordan. Uh, some lanterns in a spaceship um, land on Oa, and all the guardians are in a status type holding cell, um, which they probably could have benefited if they just never released them again. But right, you know. <laughs> right, just get rid of those guys permanently. Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, and there's some Green Lanterns here that weren't even listed on your list, but we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> it is a pretty comprehensive list. Yeah, blame but, uh, blame DC's wiki. It's because they don't even know the names of them. Um, <laughs> they're green. It's fine. They have a costume. Yep. And then a saber-toothed tiger is about to attack somebody, and Superman shows up and knocks the socks off of it. And, and then Kazar shows like, up. I'm just kidding. Is, Kazar, Kazar is Marvel. Oh, like, wait, huh? there's just so much <laughs> going on in this. I'm like, maybe he did. Um, and Lois is running up. And, oh, thank goodness, Superman, you're my hero, yada, yada, yada. Uh, oh, and by the way, you're really old. And she's like, yeah, I'm your counterpart to the Superman here. I'm from Earth 2. Because that makes sense to everybody. And right behind and, that. Right, that panel? That's Peter, Peter Parker, Parker with the camera. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, I was going to point that out. <laughs> um, and then you got Rip Taylor, I mean, Rip Hunter. Rip Torn. This time, <laughs> time machine. Um, <laughs> George Perez just had to, had to just draw a bunch of faces with open yeah. shock <laughs> through this whole thing. I mean, this looks like Robin's got the world's biggest wedgie. Is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just... Wow. And um... okay, yeah, more time traveling shenanigans with dinosaurs and airplanes, and um, Starfire goes to help Red Star. There's somebody that needs Psycho Pirate. Psycho Pirate just needs to, like, tell Starfire to just calm down. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Psycho Pirate, our favorite couple of the book is uh, no longer. Um, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Killer Frost? Thank you. 
Yep. I kept on, only had Captain Freeze in my head. That wasn't even right. Captain Cold, Mister Freeze. See, oh, there has um, there isn't a Captain Freeze. Thank you. You just made my new character for the next time we play Marvel. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, Killer Frost had a thing for Firestormer since she ran into Psycho Pirate, and that has clearly worn off because now she's yelling at Firestorm. Um, we go back, and Flash is still terrified, and Red Tornado takes off. And uh, then we see certain Legion hero, Legion of Superhero heroes, seeing like the Legionnaire base, but they can't get to it because it's not quite there. It's like a shadow, and they're starting to realize hey, that the worlds are merging. That's two more people that we never didn't weren't, weren't on the list: um, David and Phyllis Gerald of Chicago. They weren't on the. <laughs> Why the heck not? They are very oh. important parts. <laughs> yeah, they too had their mouth open in shock and awe. <laughs> All right, and so red tornadoes flying through, tearing everything up, and Doctor Fate and Power Girl are trying to save the day, and Power Girl goes, "Oh, Wildcat's helping the people below." Wildcat's like. I'm not really helping anybody. Poor me. Wah, wah, wah. Um, all the magicians start to work together, and they get the heavy winds taken care of, and see that it is Red Tornado. <laughs> um, then we find out probably my favorite part of the whole issue, Wildcat. Um... There's been damage. His legs are shattered. They're being diagnosed as probably not going to be able to walk again, as Jericho has the same look on his face in every issue of any book I've ever seen him in. Um, and Wildcat's like, what happened to the girl I was holding? Oh, she's fine. They're good. And that is when Yolanda uh, Montez introduces herself. While Wildcat is laying there with broken, shattered legs, in excruciating pain. Yeah, I got her. How you doing? Yeah, you suck. You're a superhero, and I'm just a normal person. You blow. Jeez. <laughs> but what's cool is, if I remember right, Yolanda Montez becomes Wildcat later. Which would make sense. Just... Yeah, it's just kind of a jerk thing to do right there. <laughs> Ill-timed. Ill-timed. <laughs> Don't worry, old man. I got her. You should retire. You're like 80. Yeah. And then we go back to Monitor's Hall there, and we have uh, Hawkman. Let's see. Trying to catch for the profile. Is that Black Lightning? Hawkman. No. Uh, who is that? It's like Black Condor? Okay, Black Condor. Uh, that's Captain. I'm blanking on his name. Sergeant Steel. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. I was picturing Justice Society, but yeah. And we have, <clears throat> and then we have Doc, the new Doctor Light, 
And we find out Alexander Luther can speak Japanese as well. And they really needed drinks for this ride, so they brought the big wine along with them with Starfire. And, uh, go. Oh. Did she bring cheese too? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. And everything starts merging. Anti-Monitor shows up. And you finally get to see what the Anti-Monitor looks like. But he wants to be called the Monitor. And um, that's where we leave off. Well, then you got well, the, well, one more page. Yeah, but I forgot about the last page. Because you know, it feels like that should be the big reveal. Right. We get to the last page and we have the Freedom Fighters. Yeah, you have Earth-X getting yeah. blown up. We're destroyed. Now, question. I think they just focus on Phantom Lady. Okay. Well, did you see Doll Man anywhere in this issue where the Freedom Fighters were? Yeah, he's on the bottom. Oh, down the way down to the bottom. Okay. Yep, where it says Black Condor, I tell you the truth. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, because. Um, Sam made the comment that Dollman and Human Bomb went straight at him. And I'm like, oh, maybe they listed, but they weren't there, but I didn't even see them. Yeah, okay. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's Dollman. You're not, you're not really going to pay attention to him. <laughs> so that is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Number five. Wow. Yep. That, that's a lot. Uh, it is. There's so much going on in these issues. And then they keep on putting more and more characters. Now, this is a true crossover event. <laughs> Having all those characters. But, oh, that one was a hard one to read through. Yeah. Yeah. I really I don't care for the droning on by like Luther or Monitor or the anti monitor. I mean like just get me somewhere, please. Right. You you gotta <laughs> cut this down to six issues. Yeah. <laughs> cut out the whining, cut out the the like the open mouth gaping for like a whole issue. Just give me something that's not the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But this is early crossovers that they, you know, where they're still getting their feet wet doing the, mm -hmm. the crossover thing. So, how would normal humans act with something like this going on? Shock and awe. Right? Every page. <laughs> Every page. <laughs> All right. Now, to our random reads. Nick, would you like to start? Sure. So I did something that I nor normally do, and I pay $10 for a book. I, I saw this and I was like, oh my God, 10 bucks? This they, they did this a couple years ago and it was really bad. They This is called Sham Comics 80-Page Giant from Source Point Press. And it's for mature readers. Yeah. It is. Um, 
uh, Ryan and I talked about this last week, and what this is is they took a whole bunch of comics from the Golden Age that are in public domain, uh, stripped all the words out, renamed the characters, and just made them as asinine as they could. So uh, you have Phantom Lady, which is funny because we're going to talk about Phantom Lady a lot this episode, apparently. Um, she is now called Lingerie Lass. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel is now called Captain Attaway. And there, there's just some comics that I've never seen before, which are was actually really fun to read. There's like a Space Force one. Um, so Captain Attaway, the big red kahuna, he's a... Uh, <laughs> so this kid's name is... Let me see if I can remember what it is. What's his name? He has to say it. It's like Willie Wonkers or something like that. It's not, <laughs> uh, Willie Watson. So not Billy Batson. It's Willie Watson. Um, <laughs> Willie Wonkers. He's he's outside, and this is this is all the original artwork from Captain Marvel or Wiz Comics number two from 1940. So it's the story of Billy standing outside of the subway, but now he's selling Grit magazine. You know, if anybody who's read comics in the sixties and the seventies know what's what grit is like, you sell it, you get stuff in the mail, you know, you have a certain percentage of what you sell. Um, so he's like, Extra, extra, get your papers here. The government is broken. Lizard folks walk among us. Comic books calls juvenile delinquency. Read all about it. And then that uh, guy in the shadows comes up and he's like, hey, mister, help a kid out. Buy a grit, would ya? Fuck your papers. Right? And he's just like, that is how this book thing goes. And that is why I put uh, an adult rating on this episode. That's why, <laughs> because we're going to say the F word a lot. Um so Billy's like, "Hey, buddy, watch your language. This is a this is a comic, right? Have you have? I just need some money for some sliders." And the the guy's like, "Wow, you're a sanctimonious little prick, ain't you? Hey, kid, how about you? You could be just the holier than thou sap I'm looking for." And then he he's like, "Just follow me." He's like, "I shouldn't follow a stranger into the subway, but you know, it's okay." And then they make fun of the artwork too. They're like. So why is your shadow so much bigger than mine? And if you look at the original, like the original artwork, Billy has a normal shadow, but the guy in the black, his shadow goes all the way to the ceiling. And then, so they walk past the deadly, the seven deadly dwarves instead of the seven deadly sins. And they're snotty, sappy, skeevy, pissy, sissy, hopey, and mopey. And they walk into where the wizard Shazam is usually, but it's not Shazam, it's actually God. So, so um, <laughs> Billy has to say the name Shalom to get the powers of whatever. And he's like, just whatever you do, do not name yourself Captain Marvel. You'll get sued. Okay, well, we'll have to figure out a name later. And the whole story now is that... Um, Dr. Savannah, which isn't Dr. Savannah, he's somebody else, is using Ted Turner's Christian network to make money 
as a televangelist and God sends Willie Watson to take him down. So Billy travels to Turner headquarters, talks to Ted Turner, is told where this televangelist is staying, and (laughs) he, he destroys their network, right? And that's pretty much all it is. But there's one funny part, right? So when you're reading old Shazam comics and you're like, man, he's just beating up normal people. And there's one part where... Uh, one of the guys, Billy or Shazam or Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call him now, hits a guy in the back of the head and it says, Jesus can't help you now, buddy. I heard something pop in his neck as I beat him senseless. It was a natural's inflicting pain in the name of God. Right? So you're just like, he just knocks a guy out, which pretty much just means that he just killed this dude by popping his neck. And... Okay, so, and then uh, the laundry last story. They, they're constantly making funny, fun of um, after the Seduction of the Innocent book came out that Phantom Lady had to be fully covered all the time, like from head to, like neck to skirt. She couldn't have any cleavage showing anymore. And they had to draw her chest smaller. So they're always talking about, you know, I could have used that double D distraction but now I have to wear this giant shirt, right? And there, if you ever read like an old Phantom Lady, they're always at some kind of like fancy diner or something like that, and something happens. Well, they're at a fancy Vera Wang gala and like unveiling a new revolutionary design in panties. This is this this is the stupidest book I've ever read, but it's so <laughs> funny. And this lady, this designer, her name is Sylvia Shiznitz. And she's mad at the, the phantom lady because her chest is smaller than hers, right? So she's a complete bitch. And she's like, here, take this. I have to go. And she hands her a, a, like a design for these new panties, right? And they're called thongs. And they're like, <laughs> this will revolutionize the world. And somehow this Russian spy is trying to get a hold of these so he can take the plans back to Russia. And so they can revolutionize the entire lingerie market with these new kind of panties. It is really stupid. Like, really stupid, but it's so much fun to read. <laughs> um, there, There's a Johnny Sassback, the legal le- lethal legislator, right? He, he's just a guy that he gets hired by a mayor, and it's a whole bunch of, like, It's just a, a big Chris Christie joke through the whole thing. <laughs> like it's, it's like not even not even covering it because the guy's name is Chris Crispy, right? Oh man, um, Bozo the the ro- robot who just likes killing things. There are advertisements for buy thirty eight 
35 eight tracks for a cent, and then you have to buy 207 more at twice the retail price. And <laughs> they they change the name on like a lot of them. There there's like Sunny Bono sings Yoko Ono, um, <laughs> the Indiegogo Girls, Queen Laquifa, uh, Brian Eno's music for root canals. Bing Crosby and David Bowie, the little dumber boy. <laughs> um, ACDC's Dancing Queens. Charles Manson's Superstar. Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Horny. Telly Savalas's Music to Eat Gyros 2. <laughs> Kansas Life in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, the Vienna Boys Choir. <laughs> Yeah, Ray Stevens sings Cat Stevens. But and yeah, you they have like a list of like you can buy the 12 stereo records, eight track cassettes, tape decks, or tape cassettes, or seven inch reel to reels, but you can only get the eight tracks. They they mess with everything. Like this there's another one for a thing called Fucker's Coffee. And the it's like an old ad where this woman is in bed, but her husband's asleep and she's up and she looks really frustrated, right? And it says, he hasn't touched me in a month. One frustrated housewife tells this tragic story. And it's all about how she she's unfulfilled and she gets her husband this coffee that is nothing but the finest Chilean beans grown in rich volcanic ash, lovingly nurtured in the brilliant sunshine and sung to sleep each night before the harvest we combine them with gorilla testosterone, buffo toad sweat, and only the <laughs> finest Spanish fly. Right? And <laughs> there's, there's a quote that says, Now, Mrs. Flatbush says, He's still frisky in the mornings, too. I haven't gotten a wink of sleep, but it's very worth it. You know, it was like... Um, there's another story of Virginia Milfton, and this is from story of Martha Wayne, number one, from 1956. And it is about uh, a hot single mom and her, her son, Willie Milton, who runs away, uh, a horny truck driver named Mac Assholler, and a guy that looks like Jughead called Squeamy McGoon. And he beats her son up so bad that he runs away, and she picks up this trucker on the side of the road because she hits his truck and she brings him home for some reason. And it's just like a story of them going out and trying to find their kid, but it, it just gets more absurd as it goes along. And there's that old OJ Simpson ad where he was, you know, get the red dot shoes, right? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, every, it says, now it says, every need, ever need to make a stealthy getaway? Try Red Dot Sneakers. Take it from OJ. He knows a thing or two about running. The yeah. Jews have been running his entire career on the football field, through airport commercials, and finally from the LAPD. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There, there's another story called baby town usa where all just like the the adults go back and get uh uh turned into babies there yeah uh this this is like issue seven 
right? Um, there is a complete, which they call the complete shamnibus, and it collects issues one and six, and it is not easy to find. They they have like different places to find this on, but the easy place I found it was at their website. It's a uh, source point press at storenvy.com. But that really that that actually that's wrong. That didn't help me at all. So I just did a search for sourcepointpress.com. And the whole like first six issues are like 30 bucks. I'm actually going to get it. No. And remember the, uh, the toy ads, like the ones that you can send away for, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a, they have a a new one in here. It's called Treasure Chest of Crap, right? (laughs) 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 They have a, you know, gambling problem? Get your own slot machine for a buck. And instead of the the dog whistle, they call it a rectal probe. Um, they, you know that little mini camera? Remember, you could get it for like a right. dollar. Yeah, they yeah. call it instead of just like the spy camera, they call it the little pornographer's mini spy camera. <laughs> and the voyeur telescope, like that little pen that turned into a telescope. Yeah, it it's really worth it. I mean, it's really funny. I I it took a long time to read, which is good. I mean, if I'm going to pay 10 bucks, I, I don't want it to be like a 20 second read. Right, right. And it was entertaining. So, and that kind of like my humor is really stupid. So it was right up my alley. <laughs> that's that's all I have. I mean, I that took a long time to read. Oh, it's all right. It's, I've only got one too, but it was not a big thick book either. Um, once again, I've read a lot this week, just a lot of oh-hums. Um, this one came out a couple of weeks ago. It's called Homesick Pilots by Image. Um, it's by Dan, uh, Dan Waiters and Casper Wingard. And it is kind of a horror book, I think is where it's headed. Not entirely sure. Um, But it's talking about this band named Homesick Pilots, and they were a grunge band, and they were at a um, concert in a bowling alley of another grunge band. And one of the people in this Homesick Pilots said, you know, if we really want to get attention, we want to get a big following, we should play a show in a haunted house. And she named the haunted house, the local haunted house. And everybody's like, yeah, maybe not. And um, the band that is currently playing the last nuclear bastards show, or so the last nuclear bastards was the band that was playing homesick pilots were there just checking them out. Uh, They do not get along at all. Uh, A number of fights throughout between the two. And, um, because they're in an abandoned bowling alley, the police show up. They start taking bets on what the cop's going to yell. And obviously one of them said, um, let's see, you're trespassing on private property. Another one goes, uh, you've just assaulted an officer. And he busts in trespassing on private property. And then the guy that said, 
yeah, he's going to say assaulted an officer, kicked him in the face, and then ran. And the guy, the cop said that. Um, and from what I can tell, because it's just the first issue, uh, the three members of the homesick pilots um, are foster kids. And one of the members said, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing at this haunted house. Uh, one of the people that were staying with me previously uh, went into the house and was gone for a long time and finally got out. And he said that the house wouldn't let him go. And when they went in to check out the house, um, there was claw marks where he was trying to get out just to the left of the door. He couldn't see the door. And so he's just kind of trapped in this house and wouldn't let him go. And um, so they decide they're going to go, or the gal that's in the band was contemplating going home. She doesn't really want to go back to the house. So she decides to go check out this uh, haunted house. And in one of the pictures, you see her going into the house, and then there's a light on in the attic, and then it just shuts off. And the other bandmates come up, and they're like, oh, yeah, she's in here. There's her skateboard. Let's go find her. And so they're going into the house, as is the nuclear bandits or whatever they were called. They broke in on the other side and trying to find this girl, and nobody can find her. And they did this really cool two-page spread panel uh, where it showed them kind of maneuvering. So her bandmates went in on the top floor and started walking down this, you know, kind of room to room down the stairs where the other band crawled in through a kitchen window in the downstairs and they're moving through. And so it shows each room that they're kind of going through and how they're meeting up in the middle of the house. thought it was a really neat spread. And um, they're like, Hey, have you seen, Amy, nobody had seen Amy, and all of a sudden, um, the lead singer of the other band pulls a knife and says, we're going to rob you for, because apparently one of the guys sells drugs, we're going to rob you for your drugs, and they show this picture where he's holding the knife, and all these pipes are coming up behind him, and they just go piercing through his body. Um and one of his bandmates comes over to help him, and one of the pipes wraps around this guy's neck and just pops his neck off, or his head off. Um, they're trying to run out. The floor starts eating one of the bandmates, and all this is going on. And then it goes to a page, pure black page. We end up in a hotel somewhere. And this lady's going on and on and on about a horseshoe. You're like, what in the heck's this got to do with the book? And she's like, oh, it brought me a lot of luck and I won $200 or something like that. And somebody in the other room goes, she goes, well, why'd you ask? And he goes, uh, because I think your horseshoe woke up. And she goes, what do you mean my horseshoe woke up? And the horseshoe is floating in the air and a very pale version of Amy, the girl that went missing in the house shows up and said, Hey, sorry to bother you. 
Um, somebody stole this horseshoe from a house back where I'm from, and the house wants it back now. And that's where it leaves off. Huh. It, yeah, it's weird. I liked it, though. It's, um, it reminds me of that, oh, I'm, Monster House. Yep. That knockoff version of a Pixar film or whatever. You've been watching that so many times. Is what it reminds me of. <laughs> like this month, only a little bit more monstrous. Um, I don't know. I'm going to check out the next issue. I picked that one up on a whim just to see because, like I said, I've been reading a lot of stuff where it's like, eh. uh, So I'll pick up the next issue and see how that goes. That's all I have for the week. Cool. All right. Did we want to do our best of 2020? Sure. All right. What's so, there? Obviously, we're. What's that? What there was of it. What there was of it, yes. So, obviously, we've hit the end of the year. Um, next show is going to be in the new year. And so, um, Nick came up with this ingenious idea of 2020 best of. Scott. I'm not going to interrupt the 2020 best of. Heavens. <laughs> I, mean, I called in at exactly the wrong time, as you were, as you were. You're right. We'll get through this and we'll hop over to you. Um, <laughs> because I know you weren't prepared for this at all. Um, but feel free to add to it if you'd like. But uh, so we decided we were going to do the best comic of 2020. You know, our own opinions of that. Best graphic novel, best movie, best game, and then best breakout character. So, what did you have for comic, Nick? Well, it's no surprise that I fell in love with Adventure Man. And, it, and it's too one. bad it might not be going further from four. What? There are no solicitations for Adventure Man number five. Oh... Maybe, let's see, that's Image, yep. right? Did it finish a storyline? It's been so long since I read it. No, it was just starting one. Huh. Weird. I was going to say, maybe it kind of did a, a time off break if it just finished the storyline, but hmm. A bummer. Yeah. But an excellent choice. Uh, for me, this, I didn't, without hesitation, I broke this down without even thinking about it. Um, I went with Hawkman. Well, Robert Van Dyke did to that character and putting, taking such a convoluted history and putting it back into a cohesive story. Uh, that, that guy should get like, street cred for the next 30 years. I mean, he did something Jeff Johns couldn't do. So, um, absolutely Hawkman, probably the best comic of 2020 for me. What'd you do with graphic novel? Mr. Miracle. Nice. I, it's a good one. 
I got it from the library, dude. I, I couldn't afford it, so I, I just got it from that, and I really loved it. I really liked it. Now you got to be second-guessing mine. I went with Ghost Tree. Um, I talked about it on the show a number of months back. It is such a great story of uh, just somebody dealing with the passing of a loved one and helping them get through something like that. It's just an amazing storytelling Um Mr. Miracle, though, that's a fantastic story. So you can't go wrong with either of those. Um, this one I'm curious about. What did you go with with the movie? You know, there was only like 20 movies that came out this year. And it was a toss-up. But I had to go with Mulan. I really like Mulan. Wow. It. It's a good family movie. I mean, it's a good story. It's uh, got a lot of action in it. It had really good acting. It has good effects. Yeah, I, I really like Mulan. I did not see Mulan, so I can't comment on it. Um, I had to go kind of back through and just look at what was released in 2020. Because, I mean, I'm thinking of the movies that came out like... <laughs> You know, 10 years ago that I'm finally getting caught up on since we're not leaving the house. Um, I had two honorable mentions before I go into my movie, but uh, Enola Holmes uh-huh. on Netflix thought that was fantastic. It's got that Millie Brown, Brown from, yeah, from Stranger Things. Uh, it's Sherlock Holmes' sister. I thought it was a fun story, good family movie. Um, I really enjoyed there, it. And then before I, we go on, there there was a there was somebody commenting on that that was like, "Why is Sherlock jacked?" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, <laughs> yeah, I I could see that a little bit. I like Henry Cavill as Sherlock. Yeah, and he it's not like he played a massive part of it. He was there to help kind of move things along a little bit like a sympathetic ear, which you would not expect from a Sherlock Holmes character, um, which I enjoyed. My other honorable mention was Sonic the Hedgehog. I enjoyed that movie probably way more than I should have, but it was a lot of fun. The soundtrack was just energetic, just like Sonic is. I really enjoyed it. But my movie of the year is The Old Guard off of Netflix. I thought that it was fantastic. It was based off of, I believe, a Greg Greco book um, where these guys just keep on living forever, and at some point they stop living. Um, And so they all have these different backgrounds of different times they came from, and how they've had to adapt throughout. And I really probably should watch it again. It was very entertaining. I really, really love that movie. All right. Uh, Game. Uh, So I don't get a lot of chance to play games, which I am now working my way through stupidly through Mass Effect Andromeda. (laughs) I get about 
I have to play it at lunch, so I get a half an hour to play that. But that came out in 2019, so that doesn't count. So there was another game that we rented that I only got to play like three or four days of that I really liked, and that was Animal Crossing. It was nice. super relaxing. All you have to do is farm and fish, and you know that's pretty much all you have to do. It was really fun, and it's just one of those games that you can just lose yourself in and accomplish nothing. Sure. Makes sense. Um, so I, I'm like you. I don't have a ton of time to game, but uh, I did get G.I. Joe uh, Operation Blackout. How's that? It frustrates yeah. me. It frustrates me to no end. Um, I've got to look at the settings on it because it's like, I'm still trying to figure out the controls. There's not a lot of guide on the controls, right? Um, so I'm like, okay, well, let me switch it to easy level. At least kind of figure out how to do some of this stuff before I... And in the first level, I died like 50 times what I, on what I thought was easy level. And I'm like, hmm, this is frustrating. Um, <laughs> so I've got to look at it a little bit, a little bit closer. Uh, the loading time on it is absolute crap. I mean, I read a, I'm not kidding. I read a comic in the time it took to load from level one to level two. It was just such a slow load. Yeah. I mean, it's not a high quality game, but I just, GI Joe. Um, so I did go with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I'm early into that, but I really have been enjoying all the Assassin's Creed games. I like where this one's going. Uh, is based more on the um, Viking time frame, and I'm really curious to see what kind of fun stuff I can do. Um, so yeah, that's what I went with. Cool. Uh, what about breakout character? Um, so early on in the year, I was talking about this character whose name is Ripley Ryan, and she's an offshoot of Captain Marvel, and her name is Star. And yep. I really like this character. Really like her. Um, a lot of people are just like, oh, great, it's just another Captain Marvel, blah, blah, blah. But the way that Kelly Thompson wrote her was just amazing. Like, the, like she doesn't know if she's a hero or a villain. She... She can't stand Carol Danvers because she actually pulled her heart out of her chest. And now she's got like a reality stone living inside of her. And she's got to figure out a way of uh, controlling it. And when she met the Scarlet Witch, that was probably one of my favorite issues of the year. Because you're like, she's trying to talk smack to the Scarlet Witch. And Scarlet Witch is like, you don't want me on your bad side. Trust me. You don't want to be on my bad side. It was like, yeah, you probably don't. <laughs> you might have a gem inside of you, but she killed all mutants. So, that is true. Yeah, I remember you really liking that book when you first read it. So, good choice. There is a second one, and it's not new and it's not from 2020, but the breakout character for me of the year, which brought me back into anime 
which is Captain Harlock. I picked up issue one of Eternity's Captain Harlock series by Ben Dunn and Robert Gibson. I really enjoyed it. I, I hated that character when I was a kid. I thought he looked ridiculous. Like a space pirate? Like that, that 1970s anime aesthetic where they're all super skinny. Oh. And yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. And just from reading this, I started watching the the show from the seven like 79 like i'm halfway through it and sophie and i are watching it and um we watched the one from like 2014 which is all computer generated and if you haven't seen it it is gorgeous even if you have never seen anything with harlock in it before i recommend watching it just for the aesthetics it it puts pixar to shame it is absolutely gorgeous. Ooh. Well, you gotta see it, it, dude. It is great. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um. All right. Kind of like my comic. Uh, I didn't really have to think about this one at all for me. Breakout character, uh, Sojourn Joe Mullen, or the Green Lantern from Far Sector. Nice. Um, I've really enjoyed that character. There's a lot of characters I've found that I'm, I enjoy. But this is a character that I really dig because she's using detective skills. Her ring is on like 2%. So she doesn't have a weapon really to help her. So she's got to do everything like a normal human being would have to do, only she's doing it on a different planet. And she is a way better detective than Batman. There is murders going on, and she's solving what's going on without causing any conflict at all. Um the creative team for this is just doing a fantastic job. I was very apprehensive about it and me being a massive Green Lantern fan, very excited about the Green Lantern season two series and Far Sector is by far the best Green Lantern book that I've read in the last several years. It And that character Joe is just awesome. It looks like they're going to be pulling her in to do... Um, she may be a part of the new Green Lantern movie on HBO Max. Hasn't been confirmed, but there is a rumor of it. Um, and I think we're going to... She's a part of the... Uh, what is that? Future State or whatever DC is doing in January, February. Uh, I think she's actually, from what I can see from one of the images, is going to be a part of the Justice League. Huh. So, um, absolute worth the time of checking that one out. I think it's only up to issue 8 or 9. He has a 12 to issue Max series. Absolutely check out Far Sector and see what Joe's all about. That's what I had. Cool. Yeah, I really wish I could get into Far Sector more. I just I just lost track of it, you know? Yeah. And then it was like... No, that's easy to I do. I had issue too. one and two, and then all of a sudden it's at eight, and I'm like, whoa. Where did that... Yeah, it went out fast. <laughs> 
All right. Scott, you still hanging with us? I am, for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, no, that was a very, very good sequence. I like that. All credit goes to Nick. He came up with that one. What? <laughs> two, two o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it dawned on me. I was like, oh, man, it's uh, almost New Year. We probably should do a year in review. It's a, uh, yeah, while I was listening, I just tried to come up with my own list. Didn't come up with much, so I'm going to steal the answer of Old Guard. That was a really good answer. And oh, how am I sounding tonight? You're fine. Do I need to adjust anything? No, sound good. Okay. All right. Because I went back and listened to a previous episode, and oh my goodness, I was breathing into the microphone and everything. You guys should have stopped me. Should have sent an assassin or something. <laughs> uh Best new comic, it's not completely new. It's a sequel, but Faithless 2 came out this year. And uh, that's uh, one of the uh, very few titles um, that I'm picking up uh, consistently. And uh, the first uh, story arc, Faithless, that was a story of... I don't even remember if you guys recall me mentioning it but i gave it a very lukewarm review i wasn't sure if i wanted to recommend it or not faithless 2 really turned around uh everything that i complained about the first one uh, i'm giving it a i'm giving it an a maybe an a minus but it's still a solid a and, and i vaguely remember that being brought yeah, up at it's, one point yeah, it's a story about a uh, contemporary young female artist from New York who uh, had, who makes this Faustian deal uh, in order to have a great career. So the secondary character is the devil, and then there's the devil's daughter. Uh, but in yeah, in the first story arc in Faithless, basically it's just uh, a horror movie vibe where. Um, all of her friends are being killed off one at a time and in order to isolate her, but uh, she doesn't know that the other character is the devil. So she's, you can't really blame her for, for that at all. She doesn't know that she even entered into a contract. So what's the moral here? In Faithless 2, they fix all of that. Uh, they move the setting um, to Europe. They introduce some new, more interesting characters. Even the art gets a tiny little shot in the arm. Uh, so it's... I enjoyed that a heck of a lot more. After looking Best at game? the image, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that on the shelves too. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Best game? Um, I'm going to kind of cheat and uh, go with a tabletop role-playing game, but I'm completely in the bag for Cyberpunk Red. That's my jam right now. Uh, best breakout character? That's... Ooh. Uh, the That one was tough for me. I... Uh, 
ended up picking out a character who's not new, but was new to me, and that is Dark Agnes, uh, who appeared in the uh, Conan Serpent War limited series. Uh, she is a Howard character. She is a sort of uh, red, ha uh, short-haired Red Sonia from the uh, 1700s in France. And uh, I thought that that was a very interesting character, primarily because it's a character from uh, the Howard stories that I didn't know about. So that's what's going to pass for my list. That was very good for an impromptu, no warning. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> so uh, you guys got any big New Year's plans? Christmas about I'm just going to be working on New Year's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Not doing anything. Working doesn't sound much more fun either. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. If I can get Arn involved, we have a special thing going to be doing, but it depends on if he's going to be in town or not. Because I really, oh, okay. I really want to do a whole campaign, like a whole like story in one night. And, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about doing the Tomb of Horrors from Gary Gygax and just running through the whole thing and seeing if they can survive it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think that there is a high probability you will be able to get through that in one night. Yep. <laughs> you uh, not gonna into be... the sand. Okay, you're dead. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It may be a very yeah, short that, game. Yeah, that's the game that uh, Gary Gynax uh, had uh, hundreds of people who wanted to play in his game at conventions, so he made this one in order to kill off the characters quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and he could just uh, move in new PCs. And it's like, all right, your character's dead. Get out of the chair. Next person come in. <laughs> it's Yeah. So I'm I'm reading the book and I'm just like, oh my god, we're never going to get past like ten minutes of this. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. R &B, R &B, like, that might be fun. He's like, okay, so what level do we need to be? What what items do we have to bring? Is there a, a max on like magic weapons? I'm like, no, just uh, <clears throat> just make your character and, and give them. <laughs> Yeah, it, it should be pretty fun. All right. Yeah, if you can't do that for uh, New Year's, then um, uh, put it on the back burner, because that does sound like a solid idea. Yeah, it's, it, like it should that. be pretty fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was going to talk about a webcomic, but you know what? Um, uh, the show's already long in the tooth, and... Uh, we covered us enough uh, good things, then maybe I'll just save this for next week. That works. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Will there be a show next week? Or are you guys still be hungover? I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be good. 
Okay. No immediate um, plans to cancel it. All right. New Year's is New Year's Day is when? Friday or Saturday? Friday. Friday. Okay. Yep. So we got the whole weekend to recover. <laughs> oh no. Dude, it, it took I I did something really stupid and sort of illegal on uh, a couple weekends ago and I slept the entire next day. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm getting so old that I can't handle anything. So two two beers, I'm out, and one puff of something illegal that took me uh, out for another day. <laughs> so, and if anyone is listening, he violated copyright law. Right. <laughs> we do that all the time. Copyright law. <laughs> Just don't listen to any of our All old right. episodes. <laughs> it's funny because I put on the, all those old cartoon soundtracks at the ends of the old episodes, and I only got yeah. one episode where it couldn't be played in Japan. Which one was that? It was something dumb, too. Remember- it was like... Uh, the Get Along Gang or something like that? Was it New Kids on the Block? No, it wasn't New Kids. Okay. But it was it was something dumb like that. But <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I remember you telling me about like, that. YouTube one. has banned this in Japan. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> it's not even a Japanese cartoon. was that now i'm trying to remember oh yeah it's something super goofy though yeah i mean i played the whole song from gogo 13 that didn't get taken down (laughs) was it the captain american 1970s movie theme yeah. Because that would be the uh, absolute least obvious. <laughs> Is that the one with uh, Reb Brown or whatever oh, his name was? Oh, God. With the clear, like the see through shield and the giant motorcycle yeah. helmet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guy's super nice guy. I met him. Very friendly. Oh. But I was like, I haven't seen your movie, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I did. I found it at uh, one of the video stores, and I rented both of them. Intentionally? Yes. Come on, man. It was the 90s. We had no superhero TV shows. <laughs> That's true. Unless you want to watch like, Mutant X or something like that. But... Or uh, Shadow Man. You had The Flash. Yeah, but that... That wasn't on like the Phantom. Yeah, for a season. It wasn't on like VHS. Rocketeer. Yeah, but this is Captain America, dude. You, you, you gotta like compare it to the the Salinger film. Yeah. But yeah, I was like jonesing for like a superhero show, and I found it, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen this. 
<laughs> now I, I know why. I <laughs> but oh. all right. Well, gentlemen, we got anything else? Nope. I'm good. No, uh, nothing comes to mind. Um, thank you for having me on the show, and uh, uh, happy old year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. Say goodbye to 2020. I've been trying to say goodbye since June. <laughs> yeah. Every year people say good riddance to the old year, but uh, this uh, this year it's really appropriate. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. All right. Well, Scott, it's, it's been, been a rough pleasure on everybody. as always. And everybody have oh. a happy new year. And uh, Will there be a hunting Timothy you, tonight? There is. At least I'm aware of it. Um, Nick hasn't okay. confirmed her tonight. He's out. Oh, uh, yeah, you can do it yourself, dude. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a hunting Timothy and get that all, all recorded right. up. So, yep, we'll head over there next. But uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Okay. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back live again next Monday on 7 Central. Have a great New Year. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All right.